Look at me. Look at you, Phil. Look at me. You're Who thought. You're <laughs> in my office. I'm in your office. Well, I feel like I, I feel I feel like you know if someone like breaks into your house and you like turn on the webcam, you can look at them. You know. <laughs> yeah. It must feel like that. I'm it like does in sort your of yeah. office for a change. And you're in my house, which is weird. Yeah, I'm in your house. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Why'd you Why'd you paint my wall? That's weird. We're about to move out. <laughs> no, you know, Julie and I were going to move in. We heard it was, you know, good, cheap council tax or something. I don't know. Actually, were you in Westminster council tax? Like yeah. West, yeah, see? Yeah, that's good. That's good, cheap it, council tax. It's, that would be the only good thing. Mm. I used to live it. in Wandsworth council. Like, for the council tax, it was like, I swear, like once it was like fifty or sixty quid. No, and I was just like, yes, <laughs> so cheap. But yeah, now I live in Brent, and uh, it's really expensive. And their website's one of the worst ever. <laughs> it's like as if some like person who was making it turned into a wolf halfway through. <laughs> it's like the BFI website. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was Jesus looking at, at the BFI's website for a screening or something to see about the tickets, and I could not figure out what the hell was going on with their seating plan. I feel really bad. It's not like meaning to trash that, but they have so much money. Just it's like how Prime or like Netflix and Disney Plus—they all like suck at apps. Yeah, they like constantly crash and are glitching out, and they. It's just like you, like where you have so much money. Yeah. Just figured that you can't like hire like a team to just make sure this shit works. Yeah, this was the whole point. Like, of yeah. it's supposed to be an app with your stuff, and it yeah. doesn't work. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Why are we Jeez. complaining about apps? Oh, I don't know the budget, Cinegas, presented by the Prince Charles Cinema, which Phil is currently inside of. I'm this in. Is your host. Jonathan Foster and I'm here today with my Team Wolf Boy. What's up, TW? TW. That was a good howl, man. Tommy Wiseau, what's up? TW. I feel like I've earned that name. I do kind of look like a team. You like I was sitting there looking at you now and like I yeah, your nose kind of like has that vibe. It's a bit like yeah. Or like a dog. Yeah, do you got all your like hair and stuff. Yeah. You look like a team wolf right now. <laughs> yeah, just, and you've got the big quiff as well. Oh yeah. Which is what yeah. I'm going for the headphones. Look at that. How do you look at that. is your hair just naturally that thick or are you like uh like I might have to take a photo of this. Is it naturally that thick or are you like putting product in there? There's nothing in it. You're not putting anything in there? I don't put nothing in there. You don't do any sort of like blow drying it or whatever. It's no. got a lot of volume. No, it it's just, just me. Portuguese blood. What can I say? Nothing. <laughs> just me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to brag about it. Yeah. I j- let me let me pitch you Team Wolf 3. He's like a software developer. <laughs> 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 and it's like crunch time. Yeah. You know, like he's working on the next new iPhone. Yeah. And he's like, I can't do it. There's too much pressure. And then he just wolfed out. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like mad typist. And, you know, I feel like I know up. that guy. Yeah. I hooked up with he's a really good loud typist I know in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and he hooked up with, I don't know, who's head of Apple? Um, 
or like had a maybe like a visual effect guy, maybe hooked up with Kevin Feige or something. Yeah, sure. Was set in a party, hooked up with Steve Jobs. Sure. Or no, yeah. Steve Jobs is like the mean dean. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> who like had it out for him for some reason yeah it's some like apple like uh recruiter school or something like that that he's then, at or something but then but then fucking wasn't it what's the other steve steve what what yeah he showed up and he's actually a wolf and he scared him and he makes steve jobs pit himself okay that's just my pitch <laughs> if anybody's listening i know you know team wolf is still a, like viable thing they made that show then they make a movie of the show well, they're going to, apparently. Yeah. Well, there you go, man. Why not? Teen Wolf is still with it, but today's yeah. kids. It's called Teen Wolf now? Now. <laughs> like now? Are you, you seriously now? making now? a... Question that, that show ended in like 2017. You're making that now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting uh, marketing. Yeah. Five years later, <laughs> he's still a Teen Wolf. Phil, congratulations. I uh, ran into you recently and you said that you... Uh, because, yeah, we were traversing the BFI uh, mm. London Film Festival. Yeah. Um, and we both ended up at the whale screen. Whale! Whale! Shout out to Brendan Fraser making his comeback. Oh, Great. Good. I mean, the film... And what a comeback. Eh, film's kind of... Eh. It's, it's a good. Bit, it's a bit, it's, it's all a right. Perfor- it's a performance piece. Yeah, but he's great in it. He deserves great. an Oscar. Yeah, he will. He will he'll, he'll get it. Yeah. yeah, you were you were stalking me from behind. Yeah, yeah. I was like, turn around. I was messaging you, saying turn around, but like there was fucking no signal on any of those screenings. She um, just been throwing so. popcorn at me. <laughs> yeah. I had some almonds in my bag. I should have thrown those. Almond gate. Hashtag almond gate. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching the well, and you said. That uh, you and Dusty have uh, secured a place because last week you were you freaking were out, stressed out, freaking out, and now you've secured a place. But yeah. unfortunately, you went over to Layton instead of over here to Acton. So the other side. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a West London. <laughs> First time I won't I won't be in West or North London. Yeah, I'm, I'm an East Ender now. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, referencing goes through. We had a bit of trouble with it the last few days because. Someone, not pointing any fingers, someone sabotaged our application a little bit. Um, Our current real estate people were like, no, they still live here. No, no, they can't go anywhere. They contract for another year. And so they came back and be like, yeah, you failed your check. And like, you're living somewhere else. You can't get this place. It's like, no, we're, we're moving out. <laughs> I have to explain this to you. They have another tenant and we have to like go back. Of course forth. you're living somewhere else. Where else would you be living? <laughs> it's like as if you're living in a void because you've decided you want to move into a new place. Of course you're living somewhere else. I haven't moved there yet. <laughs> but it's like, it just caught us in between, right? So it was like, had to get the new real estate people to reopen our referencing and then get the current real estate people to be like, could you tell them the right thing, please? Yeah. Because, like, you want us to leave, or we want to leave, but also, if you don't let us be referenced, we can't leave. <laughs> so it's like we can't stay and can't go. All right, um, I've got a new pitch for you. Team Wolf 4. Team Wolf, yeah. Team he's Wolf a, later. He's a stressed out real estate agent who, like, just can't get to grips doing the job mm. snorts a bump of coke and then he just like looks like a fucking wolf he's not actually a wolf oh so it's like a metaphor yeah he's just like snorts a bump of coke for, and he's just like drug ah, oh! and then he like gives you like a whirlwind of a presentation through a house that isn't even the one that you 
has to go see. That's probably happened to me before. Or That's you know, good. you know, I I've seen so many. Oh my god, I was going to see a place once, and I swear to God, this guy was like, "Yeah, it's a good place." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ballooned off coke. It was crazy. There's nothing else to do when you're a real estate agent. <laughs> yeah. Usually, no, but usually it's the opposite. Usually, it's like they've not seen the place and they know nothing. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, this is a nice place, doesn't it?" Yeah, it sure looks smaller than the photos made it look. Yeah, it says part furnished. Do you know what's staying? Uh, now nah, I've got to get back to you on that, I'm afraid. <laughs> Do you know what the build, council tech band were in or anything like that? Uh, I can check that for you. It's like, what did you do before coming here? A bump of coke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it gave you like memory loss. Yeah. Fucking hell. Well, Phil, you're in the Prince Charles Cinema. How's it feel to be recording for the first time for you in like years? Inside the Prince Charles, you're in my office. That's so weird. Yeah, this was is there yesterday prepping this episode. Yesterday, in between scenes, yeah, we missed the line. It was, so, it's, yeah. it's weird. The last time I did anything like this was when we shot the film. Yeah, when oh, we yeah. were filming your scenes here. Oh yeah, there. And That's feels, so weird. Yeah, it feels so much bigger. Yeah, I without all your tiny. shit. Like yeah, your without camera the, and your lights and all that stuff. And all the chairs with the sound and yeah, yeah. just that next to you. <laughs> yeah, just talking shit. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, that was weird. That was already like a bit of a jump in, um, you know, reality. As you can probably hear, it's not the most, you know, uh, sonically friendly place to record in. Oh, I can't record yeah. in the bar because, like we said, that's going on around me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird to be back. It's kind of fun. I I can see why you want to. I can. It's <laughs> such a little hole in the wall. <laughs> this used to be the bathroom, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, the projection bathroom. I'm pretty sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see Phil and I live at the Prince Charles Cinema, it's only bloody next week, Phil. We're gonna be live there to present our two spookies, one spoof triple feature of Scream. I know what you did last summer and Scary Movie. We're going to be doing a quick little intro before each film. And even if we suck at that, you have the benefit of knowing that we've programmed a fire little mini marathon for you. So, you know, and you can also know that we probably won't get paid for this. So it all kicks off at uh, 6.15 on Friday, the 28th of October. Tickets are available over there at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. I'm excited for this. It should be fun. Yeah. I kind of like, excited. I'll tell you on the, the flip side of this episode. Okay. Um, kind of what I was thinking of doing about this. It's a highly sexual. Yeah. It's highly sexual. <laughs> um, it'll be at the end of the episode uh, of an idea I had about how we're going to handle Good. not only Good, the no live idea. show, but next week's episode. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to be about those films. So. Yeah, I kind of, I've got a funny idea. But anyway, I, I can't believe how quick this arc has gone. This is like the third week here already. Yeah, this was meant to be like a break. Yeah. And now and we're going to been... be like back to the shit before you know it. I'm like worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> this year's gone by a quick as shit as well. Like it's insane. Like, yeah. what the hell? God. Like 2022, gone. Gone already. Flashback. Well, I mean, I mean, there's no point of lamenting anymore and worrying and worrying about like time and what's happened and blah, 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 you know, Ow! let's just get into it. It's time for your spooky ooky, Phil, vampires, witches and werewolves. Oh, my. <laughs> 
could not have timed that better. Yeah, Steve jumped. Stevie. Spooky Oogie. Halloween. Vampires, witches, and werewolves. Oh my! <laughs> Last week, we got witchy with some old... <laughs> we got witchy. Oh, man. I, I forgot I wrote this. Jesus Christ. This is going to be really weird. So, I don't know. I was in a fucking daze when I wrote this, so it might suck. So, I don't know. It might be weird. So, last week, we got witchy with some old dame named Ellie. <laughs> but when Jesus she found Christ. out we had a podcast, she ordered this guy named Rustin Parr to kill us one by one in, the sh- in a shack in the woods. We were supposed to turn around and face the wall when he was killing us because he didn't like the feeling that he was being watched. But when he was about to kill Phil, I totally peeked. And just as he lifted his hatchet, <laughs> I rushed him. Phil and I tied him up and we forced him to listen to our body swap season. Fuck around, find out. <laughs> I left him to fathers. It was uh, the Blair Witch Project. And this week... <laughs> We turn to one of my favorite movie monsters. It's the return of the lycanthrope. Phil, is it getting hot in here? Like, like hot, right? My, my blood is pumping. My nails are crumbling. My, my heart is racing. You're sweaty, bro. I'm really, I'm really You're fucking listening. sweaty. Why do I have a boner? Oh! <laughs> actually turning into a wolf fill it's werewolf week last year we did an american werewolf in london what do we have in store for the listeners this year we have the far better movie (laughs) teen wolf for michael j fox life hasn't been easy going through changes. His voice is changing. Give me a keg of beer. Is there anything wrong with me? He's got hair on his chest. He stopped being a boy. What do you think about to get worked up? At last, he's become... Scott? Scott Howard? This is your father speaking. Now open this door right this minute. A wolf. An explanation is probably long overdue. Dad, an explanation? Look at me. Look at you. He's always wanted to be something special, but he never expected this. Teen Wolf. He's got style. There's something different about you. Did you change your hair? He's got class. Wolf person. Wolf. He 
he's got hair all over his body. Wolves aren't supposed to be shy. He's a wolf in teen's clothing. And tonight is his night to howl. Teen Wolf, a new comedy with Michael J. Fox, star of Back to the Future. Scott Howard. By Scott Howard. <laughs> it's Perhaps an 80s movie. Gotta, in the werewolf. Yeah, you, you gotta do it. Scott Howard, it's a werewolf. Scott Howard. <laughs> it's a regular teenage. Michael J. Fox is a normal teen from an average town who plays <laughs> basketball for a subpar team at an average high school with a boof. Played by Susan Her City. He's got a boof, Phil. When Scott finds himself sick of his team, sick of his town, and sick of his boof, wishing for more excitement in his life, he quickly gets more than he bargained for when he learns from his father, Harold, played by James Hampton, that being a werewolf runs in the family. However, Scott, with the help of his best friend, Styles, played by Jerry Levine, decides to take advantage of his freakish trait. With his newfound strength and agility, Scott quickly becomes the hero of his school's basketball team while winning over longtime crush Pamela Wells, played by Lori Griffin. Not really. I mean, she no, just really. wanted to fuck the wolf. Shoot the wolf. As he grows more unpopular, Scott worries he is being celebrated as a novelty rather than for who he is. It's, it's, it's kind of amazing how he figured that out. But for some reason, his cousin doesn't. Um, but that's a story for another episode. It's the 1985 coming-of-age fantasy comedy directed by Rod Daniel, who's the director of Like Father, Like Son. See, that's why I brought up the body swap season. <laughs> oh, and he also directed the second-best DCOM, Alley Cat Strikes. Don't at me. It's the best one. Don't the know that best one. one. The first What's the one? first one? Brink. Oh, Brink. Yeah, the, the Bladen, the inline Bladen. Alligator Strike's the one about bowling. It's great. Jesus Christ. Are they always the sport-related one? Of course. There's motocrossed about the girl who, like, pretends to be her brother, so she dresses up like a boy. Like she's the man? Yeah. Yeah, basically. And uh, she she plays who she plays. <laughs> she races <laughs> the motocross. There's double-teamed about the two twin girls that become, like, like WNBA basketball <laughs> players and how mm. they came up. And that's based on a true story, I think, apparently. Okay. Um, yeah, they're all sports-based. There's a Luck of the Irish. That's a basketball-themed one about the kid who, like, becomes an like, 13 and becomes a leprechaun. No, is that real? Yes, dude. It's no, so that's good. not real. It's so good. It's oh, so good. All the Disney. God. How like, would that help you? Disney Channel movies. Is that great. basketball? How would that help you? Uh, well, okay, so he. I would turning into a leprechaun. He's great. Better. At playing basketball, right? And he's yeah, really, but he really lucky, short but guy. he loses his co- lucky coin. Mm. And it's like a family heirloom or whatever. Yeah. And when he loses it, he starts to turn into a leprechaun. Oh, so he needs the coin. He needs the coin to turn, not be. Become and a also regular to have his boy, luck. To have it luck. That sounds fucking stupid. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I say that. But, but you want to watch it right now. I want to watch it, but I'm about to wholeheartedly defend Team <laughs> Okay, so there's also this one called The 13th Year. <laughs> oh my God. And it's where, I swear, I think it's the kid from, um, was it like, because we were talking about it before, the Lawrence Brothers. So oh, yeah, it's yeah. the youngest boy who you and said has become an Andy. Yeah, yeah Andy. he's become a, uh, a director nowadays. Yeah, director. So he, at age 13, 
I, I think it's him. It might not be him. But anyway, it turns into a merman. I'm done. I was about he's to like, he's a swimmer. Like, I'm not he's a swimmer. This. And then he like, he gets better and better at swimming because he's like a merman. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Isn't it amazing? Should we, we should write, we should write and make a parody. And it's just all of them in one. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, and their 13th birthday become the leprechaun mermaid DMX <laughs> basketball player. <laughs> and he has to find his lucky coin slash break the curse slash, I don't know, yeah. prove himself. I don't know. There's something <laughs> in there. They're, they're, the life, they're the life lesson. They're yeah. all they're all allegories for puberty. Yeah, yeah. This well, one so especially. This one, this one um, not the main thing. <laughs> Next one, just completely forget about that. And this film is also written by Jeff Loeb. You know, Jeff the guy Loeb who of wrote comic book fame, uh, Spider-Man comics and Daredevil, Hulk. And yeah, he wrote in Smallville. Sorry, well, it's basically why the dad werewolf that looks like, you know, Chewbacca, if he had sex with Alf, um, <laughs> spouts that like Uncle Ben line. The great power, with great, great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> okay. One thing, the thing, something that always stuck out to me with the, with the kid watching this movie. Scott is the werewolf, right? Yeah. And he opens the door and it's like, oh, surprise, his dad is the werewolf too. But his dad is not a werewolf. He is clearly a bear. <laughs> he's a bear man. Yeah. He's a bear man. Yeah. Like he's like he's so soft and fluffy and perfectly round. And it's just on his face, apparently. And there's no, nobody ever mentions why that is. It's funny because my dad like would get drunk, you know. I mean, sometimes it's not always funny when you you know you talk <laughs> about your, your the dad's the alcoholism. But uh, yeah. but there was at times funny moments where he was like convinced that he was going to write a a movie called The Wear Bear. <laughs> he was just like so wasted talking about writing a fucking werewolf movie, but it was like a man who turns into a bear, and he was just like like it was so original. <laughs> Where bear? I would watch Where-bear. that. I would watch the shit out yeah. of it. I should make it yeah. in honor of him. But yeah, that's that's the main thing I wanted to talk about in this episode. It why isn't father a bear? Yeah. Well, we haven't even gotten to the hot takes yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Loeb also co-wrote Commando and a bunch of TV stuff like like you were saying. He did Lost, Smallville. He wrote on Heroes, and he was also the head of a bunch of Marvel stuff like Daredevil, Iron Fist, and The Defenders. And he was also criticized for promoting negative stereotypes towards Asians. Uh, but it's okay though because it's a very white cast, and uh, there's you know, it's a space. Yeah, we say if you know if anything, it's just making you know fun of hairy people. Um, hey, yeah, sorry, Phil. <laughs> uh, you know, there's like little dog boys. That's like what he looks like. Look at this. Um, Look at this. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm turning, bro. You're turning. And Loeb co wrote it with uh, Mike, uh, Matthew Weissman, who also worked with him on Commando and a couple of other projects and stuff and had a little career as well. So, Phil, now hot takes out the gate. Te- Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. How, how, how are we feeling about Teen I'm Wolf? I'm feeling, we'll probably feel differently. I Teen Wolf. I watched a lot growing up, mm. and I think it's just pure '80s cheesy gold. I think it's great. I think it's really, really good. It's really watchable. It's really fun. If I'm being honest, it's just because it's Michael G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't he him, it would suck. <laughs> saves this movie. The rest of the movie, none of the acting is particularly good. None of the writing is particularly good. The effects are all right for like what is probably quite a cheap movie. What looks like a cheap movie. You, you know, the transformation's not bad. And this is, is this before Back to the Future? Mm, we'll get into it. Yeah, because this is like 
distant in prime. Like nobody dug the awkward team like Michael J. Fox. He would have been a great, he would have been the perfect Peter Parker. Yeah. Right? Oh God. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Oh, like yeah. they, they yeah. never, it's a shame. They never like, like at that point, it would have been shit anyway. If they made the fucking <laughs> but he's, he's a good actor. So he's believable and he's relatable in a way that the rest of the movie isn't the movie is ridiculous. And it's over the top and it's got all the worst 80s traits in it. It's homophobic and sexist and all that good stuff. And the whole thing revolved around a basketball game. It's a good, good sports drama a good yeah. coming of age drama it actually does use the werewolf thing it's very on the nose he might yeah. as well get a boner as well when he turned into the wolf yeah. um, but using <laughs> that at the whole allegory for puberty I think I think totally worked but I think that you know speaking of the whale it's like the whale and that it's about it's without Michael J. Fox it doesn't work and that's pro- tested and proven in with the, the sequel. With the sequel. <laughs> yeah, because it's exactly the same movie. It's, it's literally, <laughs> oh my God. We don't want to talk too much about that because no. ladies and gentlemen, over on Patreon, we're going to have a very special episode just on Teen Wolf 2. T-O-O. Um, T-O-O. <laughs> as in he's also a werewolf. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be over there at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Just hold your horses there. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's fun, and there's so many there's the memorable bits that the fucking stuff from you were saying that fucking yeah. style. I love styles. Styles this, is great. Yeah. Styles is a great character. It's one of the best movie t-shirts ever. So uh, what, what are, you, are you looking at? Dick Dick Nose? Nose? <laughs> yeah, that's great. And kicking soundtrack. Yeah, can win in the end. Yeah, oh dude. It's I'll go. I'll go all over the spectrum here with this because. Obviously, like I'm a kid of like I was born in '89 and just grew up in the '90s, and of course saw Teen Wolf a lot. Like it's Me just too. this '80s film that was just like a golden film, and I watched it so much and I loved it. Mm. Um, and it's super fun and super silly, and I love yeah. werewolves. Like me you know, too. I don't know if I said that. Like I, I kind of briefly said it. Uh, my favorite monster movie uh, or movie monster. Um, but yeah, like, I don't remember if I said that in the last year when we were talking about American werewolf in London, but yeah, werewolves are always like, it's always been one of my favorites. I loved the original Wolfman, um, as a kid growing up and I dressed up in this really ridiculous, like Wolfman get up. And I feel like that's like the closest that like, he sort of looks like in this film, like to the original Wolfman, but at the same time, it's like, it is so clearly a helmet. Yeah. It's a helmet and some hairy gloves. Yeah, it's I love ridiculous. Hair. Just him rocking around with the letterman and the sunglasses. Yeah. Just the coolest. Yeah, he looks so cool. But uh yeah, at the same time, I oh God, I've never like I always knew it was that like, you know, it's not a good movie. Mm. It's fun. Mm. And it certainly has a lot more merit than some others that we'll talk about. <laughs> sure. But yeah. it um it's also like I never noticed it before until I was watching it for this that it's like as if it was written as a bunch of great scenes, but there's nothing that really ties them together properly. It's just like mm-hmm. there's a great transformation scene. There's like some the, funny the, the, the uh, like uh, like the prom scene. Yeah, like yeah, the, the dance yeah. prom scene. Yeah. There's the there's Big this, bad one. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's the uh, there's the whole like you know I I don't know the whole basketball I turn into a werewolf thing a, yeah. a werewolf playing basketball. Then there's the end scene where I decide I don't need the werewolf, and then you know there's like all these little moments here and there 
like peppered in like great mm. moments like like you already said like surfing mm. usa on the on the him hitting van. the beer can the beer can yeah mm. um there's all sorts of like real real good fun things like that but like it feels like there's nothing like really cohesive in between to really like feel like you're actually watching a proper story unfold like the film starts so weird and never noticed it before like it just kicks in and he's he's at this basketball game Mm. And he's like, he, it, I don't know. It's like as if he's feeling the effects of the werewolf start to take place. But it, there's no like, there's no like introduction to him as a just person. The heavy breathing. Yeah, right? it's just, just like a, he 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 goes into sweat. his coach's office and starts complaining about like, oh, like you know, I want I'm to going to change it. You know? Yeah, and it's oh, like this what? is heavy duty, Doc. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. You build a time machine out of DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's like it doesn't. I don't really like. Back to the Future starts off so fire, whereas like yeah, with the just whole like, like the, the the machine, yeah, and, and he's like in the guitar. When there's a whole thing of him, like you know, even the beginning, he's like, you understand who Marty McFly is? Oh, because he, he wakes up late and shit. Wakes yeah. up late, he gets to school, he tries out for his talent show, and like his music is just like no one cares about like his. You know who he music. is. You know right who he is. This is the sort of like, dude. Who the fuck is Scott Howard? Who is Scott Howard? <laughs> yeah. He like hates his school, but, you know, and he's complaining about all this stuff, but it makes no sense really. It's just sort of like you dropped into the middle of a fucking Scott moment. Howard is a regular team for yeah, me. Yeah, like I, I was convinced town. that like I was watching like a fucked up version of no, it. Like it just starts like that. It's just like, that's right, how it ends as well. So yeah. Sort of like, sort of like yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. But yeah, overall though, it's like it is really it's like just a good time. And the music, you already said the music. So the soundtrack, like I, we'll get into it in a bit, but it's one of these great soundtracks that's full of no name songs. Like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. songs you've never heard anywhere else, but they all sort of rule. <laughs> like <you know? laughs> they do. Yeah, so yeah, it's like really do. great. But yeah, so Teen Wolf, it was released by the beautiful people over there at Atlantic Releasing Company. If you remember that, you that means you're probably a Patreon subscriber because uh, we, we were talking about them because they're the people who gift us the fucking Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, so yeah, the Garbage Pail Kids movie was released by Atlantic Releasing Company. So go check out our wonderful review over there on patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Thanks, Will. Will, worst Will. thing I ever had to watch for the podcast. So yeah. Thank you for that. So another film that Atlantic releasing did in the 80s was the early Nicolas Cage flick based on Romeo and Juliet called Valley Girl, which was oh, a yeah. surprise hit. It earned over $17 million at the box office on a $350,000 budget. So the plan was to make a total bullshit comedy movie for absolutely nothing. <laughs> In a very short span of time. So let's see how they got along. <laughs> so like we said, it was, you know, last year with an American Werewolf in London episode, we, you know, it's, it's the 80s. It was the age of the werewolf movie. Just to name a few. So in 1981, we saw Full Moon High, which is, again, another werewolf in a high school thing. Uh, we had The Howling and we had an American Werewolf in London and we had Wolfen. In 1982, there was The Beast Within, which is sort of like a quasi-werewolf film. It's a very fucking fucked up, weird rape movie in a way. <laughs> it's sort of fucking gross. Like um, uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very rapey. Um, okay, but rapey. Uh, uh, in 1984, there was The Company of the Wolves. 
1985, we had Teen Wolf, Howling 2, my personal fave, Silver Bullet. Uh, in 1987, there was the Monster Squad that featured the Wolfman. And we also had Howling 3. And some sequel in 1987 that we might be talking about over there on Patreon. Hint, hint. I've already said it. It's Teen Wolf 2. Go, go check it out. Um, <laughs> so, Jeff Loeb and my, Matthew Weissman, they were fresh out of Columbia Film School. They just moved out to L.A. working shit jobs. And the first script they wrote was the very first script for Commando. At the same time, they would pitch the idea of Teen Wolf and eventually (laughs) sold the spec script for Commando to Joel Silver, who would have Stephen E. D'Souza polish it up. And that would become that. And they were hired at a very young age of like, you know, just fresh out of college for Teen Wolf. Loeb told Vulture and even weirder, both movies got made at the same time, and this was October 1985. They were both in movie theaters at the same time. I was so young, it didn't really occur to me how wild it was. I had left <laughs> film school to come out and become a screenwriter, and that's what we were doing. Loeb said the pitch lasted about 10 to 15 minutes. Did he just write Wolf on the board and then the <laughs> team right before it, and then the dollar sign? <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, yes, yes. Uh, but no, he said his pitch was pretty much it. It was, it was literally, I think, just like yeah, it's a basketball basketball movie where the kid turns into a werewolf. But then that was literally all. How much you need? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Loeb and Weissman were also made de facto producers. So they said that they were at this young age given the power to hire a director for the film as well. <laughs> Just the Wild West, man. Yeah. The Wild West of Hollywood in the 80s. Loeb said, we went into this empty office building known as Sunday, and it was one of those things where you have a meeting at noon, then one at one o'clock, and then at two. Everyone came in, I remember so distinctly, and they were saying, the werewolf is a metaphor, and it has to be dark. And should we consider making this more violent? <laughs> and then Rod Daniel comes in, who had not directed a feature up to this point, and he summed it up. He said, this isn't a movie about being a werewolf. It's a movie about a boy and his relationship with his father. And at that point, we were done. We probably talked uh, for an hour, but he said that in the first five minutes and we knew that he was the guy. So, yeah. Nice. That's funny, though, because like that's clearly not what this that isn't what the movie about. is about at all. No. <laughs> it should be like, this is about the relationship between a boy and his wiener. Yeah. And his, and his winky. Yeah. Ter- and like... like his dad is there. His dad's there. Just to kind <laughs> and, of say, like, it happens to us all, son. And yeah, and I want to, you know, I want to make sure that dad is not a werewolf, but a bear. It's <laughs> <laughs> a werebear. It's a werebear. I'm actually pitching my own movie back to you. It's called Werebear. <laughs> it's called Teen Bear. Teen Bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie, but he's a bear. He's a grizzly bear. I mean, to be we, honest, should, we should make it like an outdoor sport then. Yeah, he can like climb trees and shit. I mean, like he kind of looks like a Chewbacca as well. Like you know, fucking yeah, te- you know the Teen Wolf as well. They really did bugs. take the Chewbacca quiff thing. Yeah, yeah. could he like a big dog? Yeah, definitely. Chewy. If it was a bear, <laughs> <laughs> if it was a bear, what sport should it be? Um, like, bears. Like cutting down tree. Maybe. Like lumberjacking. Lumberjacking. Lumberjacking it. <laughs> See, yeah, that's it. I, mean, I think you're onto something. There's something I'm, about I'm, a piece. I'm waiting, I'm writing it down. Um, yeah, so 
it's clearly a, not about a father and son relationship. It's clearly about a, a boy learning about his penis. Um, <laughs> There's one like, scene with his dad. He it's a good scene, yeah, but that's so, not the whole movie. So little about yeah. his dad. It, yeah, so it's sort of like, hey, yeah, I want to like be with this hot girl, even though there's a girl that like I should be with who really respects me. Way nicer. Way way nicer. Way better. I just don't see it because I'm thinking with my dick. Mm. And then... My hairy dick. (laughs) And then he regrets it and then he goes back. Yeah. But then he gets everything he wants in the end. Yeah. That's cool. Because he's white. Because he's white. And he's a wolf. I don't know. White wolf. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people like dogs. Like If it was a cat, he wouldn't get everything. Oh, no. It would be be really divisive because like, you know, people don't really like cats. Teen cat. <laughs> <laughs> so with the director pick, they rushed to complete the screenplay as the studio already had MJF in mind. Um, MJF. Yeah. He's better than you and you know it. <laughs> I mean, and uh, as you know, he, MJF was just like the type of up and coming actor that, you know, could give like Nicolas Cage, one of these like team comedy, like, you know, Something that could, he could carry the film, you know. That yeah, so that was yeah. their whole. He could idea. elevate it. So like Teen really Wolf should be, Teen Wolf should be forgotten. It should yeah. be like a bargain bin movie. Yeah, but it's not because of Michael J. Fox. Kind of like Commando. Yeah, Commando like again like this. What should be like a really throwaway silly action movie, but it's solid Arnie flick. Yeah, and one of his like better early one actually. Yeah, like two. Those, those two movies actually became quite definitive of the 80s, I think, because of the people involved rather than like the quality of the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so Michael J. Fox, he plays Scott Howard. Um, so MJF at the time, he was on the <laughs> TV show Family Ties. That would be. I'm so, going to pick Silver Spoon for some reason. Whoa, no, so that's Bateman for the next film. Oh, yeah. man, I'm getting confused. Yeah, so Family Ties was like, you know, eh, kind of fun little show about like two hippie parents who like, you know, sort of ex hippie, like liberal parents who, uh, you know, sort of making their way in the world and they have their three kids. And the oldest was Michael J. Fox who played a sort of like hilarious, like conservative, like Republican style, like, you know, young, young asshole, little yuppie kid. And it was like, just kind of funny because he was the conservative one where the family was clearly like hippies and they always sort of clash. It was a fun, fun TV show. And he was basically able to participate in Teen Wolf because he had a small window where they were breaking from family ties due to the real life pregnancy of his co-star and his mom on the show, Meredith Baxter uh, Bernie. So she was having a baby. There was a small little window where he was able to get away, um, make the film because it was supposed to be really fucking quick. And at the time that the film was about to be made, family ties was around the 17th most popular show on TV. And apparently not that many people knew who Michael J. Fox was. Then as they progressed into the filming stages, Family Ties got moved to behind the Cosby show and suddenly it became the number two show on television. It was watched by anywhere from like 30 to 40 to even upwards of like 60 million people a week. And it was just one of the biggest fucking shows. And in the course of filming, Michael J. Fox basically became a fucking superstar. (laughs) Jeff Loeb said that there was a moment in the filming, like at the beginning of the movie where He's coming out of the school and there's a big crane shot that you could see the school bus and the kids milling around. It was one of those few times where we had more than $11 for a shot. 
<laughs> and at that point, uh, he had become Michael J. Fox. And so he stepped out of the school and the girls that were extras would just start screaming like he was one of the Beatles. And oh my God, yeah. he basically was just like, we had to ask them to please wait in the scream <laughs> until after the shot, like just hold your screams. <laughs> hold your so, screams? Hold them? <laughs> okay, go. So for basketball, of course, Michael J. Fox, he, you know, he, he had like a couple weeks of training, you know, for this, but it, he wasn't a gifted b-baller <laughs> he's a little guy he's a little man. guy he is so tiny it's crazy yeah so they had Laloya marymount sophomore basketball player jeff glosser hired as a double so he would basically just get done up in the werewolf makeup and it would take like 12 hours because it was like you know all all over yeah. his body basically yeah all the, the wolf hair. can dunk yeah <laughs> it's funny though because like so like when michael j fox is donning the makeup and stuff and he's like, you know, walking around the school and all that sort of stuff. They clearly only do like, you know, the head and then maybe hands. the hands. Yeah. And that's about it. Maybe it's a toss of hair coming out of the yeah. shirt. But like this Doesn't guy. Have a tail or anything. Yeah. <laughs> no tail. Which yeah. Is, don't even bother. And uh, yeah. So this, this guy clearly has like, you know, hair all up and down his arms. But sometimes it just looks so bad. It's weird. You can see through you it. See his, you know what I mean? Like it's skin. like blowing in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, look, it looks like they've glued a bunch of hair to a guy yeah. rather than that tip hair. Yeah. It would have been like surely better to make a proper suit, right? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And, and those bits, because then they would have had a cool, like, you know, that's something we liked about America World, where, American World, American sorry, where he turned into an actual, like, yeah, four-legged wolf. Like wolf. And he's like... He runs like a dog. Yeah. Like, and that would be cool if you could do that, like, in the basketball court. Like, you'd run and, like, jump off the wall and shit. Instead <laughs> of he's just, like, a dude who, like, who can jump high. Yeah. And he's slightly stronger. You're, just, term, you're just pitching Airbud now. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Again, I want to mix all of these movies together and make my perfect team transformation flick. Yeah. It's just, like, Animorphs, but, like... I like it. Airbus. I just like I just like seeing people turn into shit. Yeah, <laughs> Pinocchio all over again. Yeah, apparently this guy uh, Jeff Glosser had his name misspelled in the credits initially, <laughs> and Michael J. Fox was the person who made sure that the error was corrected. So that's kind of nice. Good guy, I'm Jeff. Because other than that, Michael J. Fox hated his time on this movie. So <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. James Hampton plays Harold Howard. Uh, he originally went out for the the role of the coach, the coach from oh, Scott, but uh, he got cast as the dad. <laughs> he went out for the role of Scott. That's better, you know, because this movie had like a it's got, it's a weird comparison, but like, have you seen Grease too? Yeah, I really like Grease too. Yeah, I think it's better than the first one. Most because people say that, like, who are proper into it. Oh, good. Could it? It's not good. Like the music is like awful, mm-hmm. and like, but it's so like inadvertently funny yeah like it got all these just I don't know if it's just the casting like there's just so many funny weird moments that really stand out in that movie and Teen Wolf had the same thing like the the coach it's especially funny yeah just because he's so fucking weird he's so weird like yeah. telling the guy to get him salt and it's like you know it gives him less lessons in life and it's like never play cards with a guy with the same name as a state <laughs> it's just like I always remember that just like yeah Fucking ridiculous little like throwaway line. Yeah, that guy's name was Jay Tarsus. I yeah, his whole like I loved his like weird little Jesse Eisenberg character that he had. 
Like his yeah, like, sidekick. It's just like this weird little this guy. Proto that was breaking bad Fucking thing. Weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the James Hampton guy is Howard, uh, Harold Howard. So mm-hmm. according to director Rod Daniel, when test audiences first saw Scott's dad as a werewolf, they went insane. They were like, oh my God, it's a bear. Because <laughs> <laughs> the laughter was so loud that it obliterated the next minute of the film. I mean, like, it's so funny, though. It's, it's so Every time it's that reveal. It's, it's <laughs> so shocking. Like, because you have, like, a really good... I, I feel like the transformation scene in the in the first that film is kind of fun. I mean, it's obviously, like, could, funny cuts. But yeah. it kind of... It's kind of well, fun. The yeah. ears and the teeth. It's kind of creepy. It looks awkward and painful. And yeah. That's what I like about yeah. it. Yeah. Which is, like, what your first boner is definitely like. Exactly. <laughs> boner. <laughs> the boner party. <laughs> But yeah, his dad, when he opens the door, it's just like, it's so fucking funny. Like, it's an, an iconic explanation. scene. <laughs> that scene is iconic. And it's a shame, like, if you're laughing over it, it's got some of the funniest lines yeah. in it. Like, that bit, there's one line where he's like, you know, it's a hereditary thing. You usually skip the generation. I thought it would just pass you by. And he's like, well, it didn't pass me by, Dad. <laughs> it landed on my face. Yeah. That's a great line. Yeah, Michael J. Fox and the great MJF delivery. Just MJF just fucking freaking out. Yeah, it just fell in it like a fucking boss. Just like just hating it, like hating every minute of the wolf until he loved it and he loved it too much. And then the dad got that good little again. Like he doesn't he doesn't turn again after, does he? But he does do the little growl. Yeah, which is funny to make the to make the mean Dean pee. Yeah, I can't remember. Is there any other moments where he like? I don't remember the dad turning. I don't think so. It's just that shot. Yeah. That's one of the best. That should be on our membership card. (laughs) (laughs) It should be one side. It should be MJF. And the other side is the dad. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. If Paul was here, you should do this. That's a new idea. So the werewolf makeup took about four hours to apply, I guess, like on the face and stuff. And James Hampton was like really claustrophobic in it. So it like apparently only took him like 30 seconds to rip it off. But I think that's one of the main reasons why Michael J. Fox didn't like this film. I mean, <laughs> part of the reason. But yeah, it's just like he just didn't like it because it was just like so shit. And I, the werewolf makeup was horrible. And just, yeah, um, he felt like he, he looked foolish in it and all that. But I find the whole thing. I was just thinking about this, like how absurd this film is <coughs> in terms of like no one gets freaked out by this. That's why I like it though. Because you always get that. You always get like, oh, he's a monster, run away. And it's the only time where they're like, ah, it's pretty cool. (laughs) And he turns into a celebrity and that's what I like about it. They flip it completely. And I think that would probably happen. Yeah, but like, why, why wasn't, why was it pertained to just this town though? Like it would be major (laughs) world news, right? This is the Ghostbusters thing all over again where it's just like, why had nobody heard of these people? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. New York a fucking bubble. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. There was a scene, I think, apparently, where he was supposed to go on like the Tonight Show or something like that with Johnny Carson. And yeah, it was supposed too to be much. like a big celebrity, but like they were like, no, we want to keep it in the town. But at the same time, it's like, how is this? Again, I like not- it being the small town thing because yeah. it lends the idea of like every town had this legend and you'd be like, there used to be a wolf boy who played basketball. And they're like, yeah, shut up, old man. Like the Blair Witch thing. Yeah, but yeah. it fucking happened. It was legit. And I don't, I feel like any other town would be like, it's just a kid in a fucking suit. It's a, I mean, it's a practical joke, you know? I, I don't know, dude. Like I used to, you know, so like I, I would, uh, I, you were I've, the Blair Witch. Well, no, I've said this before. 
on the podcast how I used to like fuck around and you know Finally dress found out. fuck around find out um it's dress up, up like you know like a like a, a a big monkey or something like a big gorilla I would wear like a gorilla mask and I had like a funny sort of top or whatever but I never went full gorilla and mm. I also was like wanting to you know dress up like Sasquatch at times and I've joked about wanting to do it in a film or something. That's a still dream, a real, yeah. a d- real dream. I would love to play like a Sasquatch or a big monster in a film like that, or many films. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly be your monster. <laughs> I see what you mean. Um, but it's franchise. A, at the same time, like I, I was all always like sort of curious about getting like a fucking crazy Sasquatch suit and just going around in my hometown fucking around. But then I was like, dude, no, I would get fucking killed. You I would, would get, get shot. shot. And that's so exactly quickly. what would happen in real life. There's this like fucking wolf boy who fucked some guy's daughter, you know? <laughs> so like we have obviously, you know, Scott, he's like really into um, this girl named Pamela who's played mm. by Lori Griffin. Uh, when in real life, in real actual life, in his life, he should be into Boof. She's like his mm. best friend from childhood, Susan City. This was like her only her second film role or whatever. She was hired after the writers had seen her in this like teen sex romp called uh, Zapped. And uh, Damn. the the name Booth actually was one of their like high school girlfriends or whatever. So that was like a great name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he doesn't give a fuck about Booth, even though Booth is great and mm. he loves this girl named Pamela. But like, yeah. man. She, she just really wanted to fuck the wolf, right? She wanted she to. She does not care about like any she sort of relationship. She Harry Wiener. Yeah. She's yeah. like, she wants to feel what it's like. That boy got that dog in him. That dog dick. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been like this, like a realistic ending, though, like you were saying. If that theme, you know, he's being jumped on in the basketball game. Yeah. He's thrashing around. And he gets everybody off, and suddenly he's the wolf. Yeah. And everybody's like, massive. Joy hit the floor, silent, and he just stood there for a second before he just like starts dribbling and playing. But it should have just been like quiet and then <laughs> <laughs> credit. <laughs> Seriously. And then the Teen Wolf 2 would have been like, What happened to your cousin? And it's just like he was shot during a game and nobody talked about it. He's like, Oh, I don't know, I don't know anything about that. And then it happened to him. <laughs> turns into a wolf there and a boxing match and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude but yeah like but yeah and as soon as he like started i bet everybody been like oh yeah he's funny he's fine and then yeah as soon as he started hooking up with the townsfolk daughter he yeah. would have definitely been shot <laughs> yeah. he would have been skinned alive like in that first red dead that first transformation at the basketball game is so fucking funny though. Like when he just goes oh, up and dunks wow. the ball. So good. I love that. Tra- it's so much better than the sequel. Yeah. I know I'm going to keep saying that because, you know, I'm watching them yeah. back to back. Just my God. Just like, at least it had like energy and drama yeah. and conflict behind it. And it's kind of funny. It's that moment, that moment is when the film sort of becomes what it is. Yeah. Right, where it's like what should happen everybody should freak out he should be shot <laughs> but what does happen is that he dunks and everybody's like people, and everybody's yeah! like oh shit yeah we're playing what fuck yeah go beavers it's the first goal we've scored in in a week <laughs> yeah why we stuck why, why are we on this team <laughs> we have like a really short guy and then like a guy we inappropriately called chubby yeah 
but he's clearly like, too out of shape line. to be on the team. Like it doesn't make yeah. sense. And then the other guy, the, the bad guy on the other team, Pamela's boyfriend. Yeah. Who's like, come on, fat boy. That guy you know, is amazing. That voice. That, he's so Mick, 80s. Like, uh, played by Mark Arnold. Top-notch 80s asshole. Yeah, he could be the 80s on anything. Yeah. Like literally any movie he would fit. Mm. It's perfect. Yeah, dude, it's great. Like the the guy Chubby, he's played by Mark Holton. You've probably seen him in things like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Teen Wolf, uh, Teen Wolf Two, Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf Two. <laughs> <laughs> he was also in a League of Their Own. He plays the adult Stillwell, which is you know Ooh, yeah. so I always like to see him. He's pretty funny. I love him in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He's fucking amazing in that. It's just funny because so the coach has this weird sort of conversation with with uh, Scott. Basically, Scott goes in at the beginning of the film to basically talk about how he wants to quit the team. And the coach goes through this weird thing. Oh, well, you know, you got your like, you know, job and stuff. You should be hitting me up. You know, like I should be hitting you up for money and stuff, you know, like you. and it's like it's really confusing thing. And he yeah. starts talking about how there was a, a a kid who like came to him just like he did. And basically was talking about how he needed to quit the team because he had to support his you know family and stuff. And then he was just like. Yeah, so what happened to the kid? And he's just like, oh, you know, he was a third stringer. I didn't need him, so I let him quit. Kind of. It's like, yeah, what? Yeah. And I was just like, okay, so how <laughs> bad was he? Because, yeah. like, if... Michael J. Fox is terrible He's terrible. And he's the best player. And he's the best team. player on the team. And he's a first Before stringer. Before he becomes the <laughs> How is Chubby a first stringer? And there's, like, these guys who look like they're way better shape on the bench. I don't, yeah. I don't get yeah. it. I the actual team. And then, like... Yeah, like Styles, if he wasn't like too cool for school, he could play on the team. Yeah. He'd like probably have good at any of them. <laughs> Let's get to Styles. Play by yeah. Jerry Levine. Dude, um, I love Styles. Styles is great, dude. He's a uh, Jerry Levine actually is like uh I, I've started to learn through like recent months, has become a uh television director and he directed a lot of the early episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, actually. Oh, that's so, cool. Like he gets shouted out a lot on the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast with the actual guys. I um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they talk about Team Wolf quite a bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's known for his like his fucking shirts and apparently that was Rod Daniels' idea to have all these stupid shirts that Styles is wearing. So he had the writers pitch a few different ridiculous quotes for him. So of course there's like what are you looking at? Dick nose which is like one of the more popular ones. But he also has things like this yellow shirt that says life sucks, then you die. Uh, a blue shirt that says obnoxious, the movie. And then he's of course got like numerous Teen Wolf shirts that he makes. So you like, love that. you automatically have to do the snap your finger at the screen like Leo. Cause like he's, he's like got the Teen he Wolf shirt. Them, dude. He, he calls them TW, Teen Wolf. T-dubs. Yeah. He got the Wolfmobile. Yeah. Fucking honor, man. And then he's, he's also money. got his wolf buddy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Levine said that like decades later, he's still known all over the world for playing styles. He said one time a fan recognized him at the Western Wall in Jerusalem. And just like fucking it's like, what? <laughs> and even funnier, there's a there was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers American football defensive end player called Greg White, who uh, in 2008 officially changed his name to Styles G. White. In reference to Styles, which is amazing. There's this other character though, Matt Adler, who plays Lewis. I always forget about this kid. He's like the friend of Styles and Scott, and 
He's I'm like near the young kids. He's, like, yeah, he's the young kids, and he's like scared of Scott, but they never touch on it. Like they never really confront this like fear. It feels like a whole thing that was cut out. Yeah, it's like why even put that in? Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it, it could could Dial sort of fills that like he's a dick. Yeah, and he's like cashing on in there, but he like also tells them to do the right thing. And there's a bit that when I would watch this as a kid. That they'd always cut out on TV, and so it never made sense. The bit where he's sniffing out the weed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene is even more awkward. Mm. Which is funny because they would keep in scene. they would keep in the F word. It was like, oh, you're not going to tell me you're. A... Oh yeah. <laughs> and then Jeff's like, no. Yeah. And then he just like you know, and then he turns and he's a wolf and he like finds him and again it's like eighties like build a weed thing like dirt weed yep. like the breakfast club like who keeps the weed like this? <laughs> but there's the thing with like 80 movies and weed like there's the scene in Karate Kid where they're smoking in the bathroom the Cobra Kai kids yeah in there during the Halloween party I forget what Daniel done he like turns on the shower on them or some shit yeah I forget. yeah I think so and then he runs out and yeah. he, you know he gets beat up but they always cut the smoking, so that scene looked really awkward and it looked like Daniel just like attacked them for no reason. <laughs> and it's the same thing here, like that scene always looked really weird. Hit me up if you know what I'm talking about the TV yeah, version. You'd have to hit Teen Wolf TV cut. I've not seen that. Um, yeah. It's really weird. It's really, really strange. I don't know. I mean, like in America, I'm not sure if they would have cut that out or not. It's weird, like, what the differences between, like, what was shown on UK TVs versus American TVs. Like, you know, there's a lot more cursing and stuff and nudity in the UK, like, yeah, yeah, regular yeah. TV, whereas that's, like, only but violence now. and drugs. Yeah, we violence and drugs was, like, completely a no-go. Can't say ninja. Yeah. Hero turtles. But in America, violence is fine. Drugs is probably fine. But, yeah, the cursing is, like, you know, it's funny. And that's a very, like, religious thing, isn't it? It's like... Mm. <laughs> Like, yo, we can't curse. Well, rounding out the cast, we had like Jim McCrill. He plays Mr. Thorne. So he's basically the the, the, the vice meeting. principal of the school, which is even funnier. I never noticed that he was the vice principal. That means he's second command. So where's the actual principal? It's always the <laughs> vice principal who has like a hard on for someone. You know, it's like he, he's like so inadequate at his job that he's not even the head of the school. Like he's just the secondary person and he's just like always the biggest dick, you know, <laughs> which is funny because in real life, I always found like the, I always found that the vice principals were like usually the cool ones in the high schools I was going to and stuff like, you know, when we had vice principals, they were always like really chill. Whereas like the head principal was a dickhead. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But there's a. But yeah, um, he's it's totally sending Freaky Friday vibes. So again, shout out to our buddy swap season um, because he's like totally hating Scott because of Scott's dad, which is like really odd. Classic. Yeah. It sounds like he is a creeper too. The way Scott's dad like, he's like, yeah, he just wouldn't leave us alone. You know, me and your mother, like, you know, we loved each other from a young age and he just like, he he just came into our lives and he just wouldn't leave us alone. It's just weird. It's like all these AET movies are famous. The same as Back to the Future. It feels like with like the meme. Oh yeah, there's uh, the shitty like Strickland. Yeah, Strickland. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not kind of mixed with Biff. And it's just like, why do you have it out for these kids? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> why is everything about bullying kids? Yeah. <laughs> Genius. All right. Well, let's talk about one of the best scenes in the film the van surfing and also snack time 
this is the best scene in the film really for me it's like so iconic just uh surfing on the um on the van apparently this was like a real thing that like the writers of the film would do i can't i think they called it urban surfing and he said there Mm. may or may not have been booze involved um (coughs) but yeah they would do that just ride around on the top of their their vans or cars and stuff but it's the, it's the most classic scene because also this is where it's a good time to kind of like talk about the music as well but like I felt like the only thing I could think of I'll go first for snack time mm-hmm. that like I felt like was just like perfect was uh, I'm breaking my almost one year almost one year sobriety for this no really I'm, no i'm just joking I'll I'll I, gotta, I was like dude team wolf is not worth it you know that, yeah right? well it's team wolf 2 has driven me to lose no so i've got a bud no, zero it's, it's a uh, 0.0 percent alcohol for only 46 calories and zero grams of sugar it used to be called the Bud Prohibition Brew, but for whatever reason, they called it Bud Zero now. Oh, that's a much better name. Prohibition Brew was a great name. Yeah. Um, so you had zero. Um, but it's kind of cool there's zero sugar in it, because that's one of the main reasons why I don't like drinking these like fucking beers. Um, but let's go for it. Um, actually, you know, it's kind of not a great flavor. <laughs> I should have just bitten into it. Just yeah, yeah. That was the main reason. Why. It's like such a party film. This film. I was just like, oh, like a beer is like the perfect snack. Yeah, well, I wanted a beer because of the give me a keg of beer. Yeah, dude, that whole that, that scene. That scene, and then the van surfing was so classic. <laughs> I but I'm I'm working today. Yeah. I don't want to be drinking beforehand. But I'm glad you did. What did it not taste like? Bud, like a Bud, not the best tasting beer anyway. Bud Light, though, right? Yeah, I feel like you, they sort of changed the flavor a little bit because I swear, like I back in the day had, uh, and I've have, I haven't had one of these in a while, um, and I don't drink in the last year, especially. I haven't drank that many uh, non-alcoholic beers because I was just trying to like just you know just not have them at all but i feel pretty good about my sobriety right now of not drinking anything good you should be proud and it's all it's almost a year now and i don't feel like oh i want beer you don't need beer to have a good time yeah although sometimes like last night i was heading home and it was like all these people were like really drunk and they seemed like they're having fun and stuff and i was just like you're like i remember fun (laughs) it was just like dude i feel like i don't have any fun and you were watching teen wolf and you're like (laughs) i could be like them but yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I, I had a Bud Prohibition brew back in the day, like a couple years ago. I did, I tried to go like sort of teetotal for a little bit, and I lasted like you know three months or something like that. And I remember liking the Prohibition brew, but this tastes kind of funny. It doesn't taste really. I don't know. It's like kind almost funky. like a. 
like a, you know just a carbonated water almost i don't know it's a shame it's like yeah. um you know like i'm on a decaf life d life yeah a decom life <laughs> um but some and sometimes you can tell yeah like usually it's just like it still tastes like coffee it's still good yeah. it just doesn't make you shake afterwards um but it's, sometimes you you get one like Dusty had one the other day where it's just like this is just milk yeah like yeah, they've yeah. just given me hot milk like what is the you can feel the thing missing from it and I imagine that with some alcohol free beer um, yeah where it's just yeah. like if you've taken the thing out and you haven't figured out what to put in, is it in literally place. just the sugar though because that's a big thing about beers like sugar it might right? be the sugar so there's like no sugar here it kind of tastes funny but it's funny though because like when I started to go like I stopped drinking and I started doing like a bit of a like health kick and I was getting on like you know my like um intermittent fasting which i've kind of like really slacked off of i went straight into black coffee though and i used to drink my coffee with milk but i just don't do that at all anymore and now now like if i have a milky coffee it's disgusting (laughs) yeah like relationships with coffee tend to go one way or the other like i started milk and sugar Mm. now don't never put sugar in it and even milk, like, you know, I prefer it with milk, but I like a black coffee. Like, a lot of the time at work, I'll just make a black coffee. So it's like, I think I'm slowly coming down on, like, you just like this thing in coffee. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you just yeah. like the taste of coffee. Yeah, definitely. How many, how, how many seven minutes in heaven do you give it? <laughs> yeah, that's another that classic work? scene. The, the, the weird, you, like, the the weird games. Um, yeah, eighty game. Party Very reminded me of thirteen and going on thirty. Yeah, you know? um, when Mark Ruffalo drugged. Yeah, Jennifer Gardner. All of these that? like fucking body swap films. Maybe it's because he turns into a wolf. It is a body swap. It's kind of a body way. swap. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not the worst I've had. So, if we're on a seven scale, because it's seven minutes in heaven, I'd give it like maybe two minutes in heaven. But if we're on Out five, I'd probably still give it two because I'm too lazy to like. Workout two out of so it's only two minutes yeah it's about two minutes two minutes and you're out of there yeah you don't care who you're with <laughs> yeah <laughs> enough for a group of fill arounds tussle of <laughs> why did they look like the way they looked when they came out it's so bizarre like they like when booth came out her back obviously was all scratched up and that well, makes he, like, sense ravishes she, like her. freaked out but when yeah. she comes out her hair was all like fucking crazy like there's something about mary <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe he just off, did bro. her hair i don't know <laughs> yeah, man. you're the teen wolf you can't control it <laughs> shit happens now, when you're a teen wolf yeah would you, would you get- <laughs> so yeah i wanted a beer couldn't have a beer but and i couldn't find this is the closest thing i could find to just something wolfy i could find it's you know it's it's spooky ooky time. Mm. It's Halloweeny, Halloween. um, and there's already Christmas stuff up, but it's still it's getting harder to find Halloween stuff. But I got these Cadbury Goo Heads because each chocolate is like a different monster. Yeah, and over here, it's a wolf. Ooh. So I'm gonna open it up and find it and eat that. One. So what's a Goo Head? Like a cream egg. Okay. Got a little wolf. See, like, well, the package makes it look like it's an all-over print. Yeah. Yeah? But now look at it. Aw. <laughs> That's yeah. not the same. So what's it going to um, look like when you open it? Yeah. Better be a fucking wolf head. Or at least a bear. 
<laughs> oh shit, it's a werebear. Werebear. No, it's just a fucking Cadbury. Is that it? It doesn't. Just an, it doesn't look like a wolf. No, it's just an egg. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, like that's bullshit. This this should this look like a mold. Show. It should have been a mold of a goddamn wolf, and it like looks like a chocolate wolf. How no, hard just is the that? Packaging. They're the full. They, they can make a goddamn frog. You had one job. They can make a goddamn frog. Chill it, chocolate frog. Call him Fredo and try to act like it's something new. <laughs> it's just the fucking <laughs> Cadbury chocolate. <laughs> Bit of a crunch. Is it gross? Not great. <laughs> Not great. It's a goo head. Does it taste gooey? Very gooey. And like, what is that gooey taste like? Is it just like chocolate, caramel? It's a bit gritty. It's a bit gritty. It's a bit gritty. Yeah. No, it's not caramelly. It's um, there's dried egg white in this. Ew! <laughs> it sounds disgusting. And palm oil. Oh, Why man. the palm oil and everything? Bad for um, the environment. Bad for the with a stuffed fondant fondant center. Okay. Just sugar. It's just sugar. It just tastes like a sugar, like goo. And you know what would make it really bad is if it was like a chocolate on the outside, but then when you got into the middle, it was just like a fucking Haribo, like squishy egg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, it wouldn't be like, it would be gross if you had one of those on its own, but just like if you bit into it, not expecting that to be inside. <laughs> it's just this Jeez. gooey Haribo inside. Oh. And it looks like, I'm going to try, I'm going to try one more thing. thing. Or if it's like if each head a different, I don't think it is. Great for trick or treating. Well, I'm not trick or treating. I'm podcasting. So take that, Cadbury. I think this will be the same. No one's got respect for podcasts. Nobody. Yeah, not even me. Last week I was listening back to the episode and I forgot I said that I hated podcasters. (laughs) This is gross as well, man. It's got like the packaging getting stuck to the chocolate. Yeah. I have to like rub it off, otherwise I'm eating paper. Like, what the fuck? How do they fuck this up so badly? I'm pretty sure this is a Christmas thing as well, that they've just wrapped in Halloween packaging. Yeah, probably. Because there's, like, stars on it. <laughs> it's from last Christmas. Yeah, like Easter or Christmas. The same thing. It's gross. All right, well, how many... How many... Damn, that's a good one. It's hard. Hard. How many last-minute buzzer beater shots... Are you, are you netting two two just two buzzer beaters yeah yeah two points. It's, fine. it's a two, two pointer point. yeah. it might not be enough to win but it's enough to tie <laughs> but you don't lose you know <laughs> all right so obviously during the surfing scene which is just a lot of fun um we've we get basically the music it just kicks in we get obviously the most famous song in the film surfing usa by the beach boys, beach boys which i'm pretty sure isn't even on the actual soundtrack <laughs> they're not paying we're for not paying rights. for that again <laughs> it's like we're being cheap as possible here uh the score was done by miles goodman it's a, like actually a decent little 80s original score no. i like the dun 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 no, that's one of those cool. songs that like pops into my head every month. Yeah, ago. catchy as fuck. Oh, uh, besides Surfing USA, you also get songs like uh, "Flesh on Fire" by James House. Um, there's "Big Bad Wolf" by the Wolf Sisters during the <laughs> dance scene, or they're doing the Thriller dance for whatever reason. You get "Win" 
in the end. I love, I, dude, I love that. Doing the basketball do, montage do, 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 do. Yes. We in the end. In the end. Yeah. We I got to win, win it in the end. <laughs> I got to win in the end. It's such a weird song. Like it, it's, it's like a South Park song. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It is a total like, we're going to need a montage. Montage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's so bizarre. And also like that end of the film as well. It's like, it's so long. It's like <laughs> it's an extended montage. Ending. Yeah, because it's just like a. Could they just show the, the game? They just play the game. game. Yeah, it's just so long, um, but somehow not as bad as the next film, <laughs> uh, which we'll get. You saw a basketball game was boring. Yeah. Look at a boxing match. <laughs> and then, of course, my favorite song of the of the soundtrack. Um, and I'll have to give a shout out to my little cat Steve because years ago I showed this film to Julia for the first time. And uh, she loved she, it. Well, I don't I feel like she did like it, you know, because it's hard not to like Michael J. Fox. Like, he's fun. It's a, it's a yeah. stupid romp of a film. It's not a great movie, but it's fun. But she loved the song. It's called Way to Go by Mark Vieira. It's the uh, first time he turns into a werewolf and it turns into like a montage during the basketball games as a werewolf mm-hmm. um, and we basically were just saying that it's like Steve's song like my cat Steve it just feels way like it's go. her song way to go <laughs> it's so good it's just like a stupid goofy ass song it's probably playing in the background right now it's just funny <laughs> so Teen Wolf was filmed in just 21 days Ironically, the film was shot in the same area as Back to the Future. So during production, Michael J. Fox, you were asking about Back to the Future. All right. So when does it come? Michael J. Fox, he uh, would watch the Spielberg produced flick being made, you know, from across the way. And it's the same film that he passed on due to commitments to family ties. So basically what happened was Meredith Baxter Bernie, his mother on family ties. Uh, got pregnant and when she was pregnant there was also Alex the character Alex Keaton that Michael J. Fox played was more of a show like he was the he was a favorite amongst the show he was a popular character Um, so he had to carry a little bit more of the show during this time so they needed him and he had these commitments that he couldn't break um, so he couldn't do Back to the Future and he was the first choice so Spielberg and Zemeckis would go and hire Eric Stoltz Instead, and this is a story for another episode. If we ever do a Back to the Future proper episode, and Eric Stoltz did that movie where he turned into a black guy. <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> no, that not him. That's not him. No, that's oh man, I forgot about that. That's um, uh, what is that guy's name? Um, it's the guy from The Outsiders, right? Yeah, Pony Boy. Eric Stoltz is the one from Pulp Fiction, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I've got that right. Not Michael C. Hall. What's his name? Um, Michael C. Hall is Dexter. Yeah, that's Dexter. Uh, what's his name? What's Not his name? Anthony Michael Hall. That's... The Outsiders. Is he, he has some sort of something C, uh, I think, in his name. Oh, my God. It's giving me like everybody but him because it's like so many fucking He's the main people. kid. Yeah. Ralph Macchio. Oh, C. Thomas Howell. There we go. Oh, you're right. It is a C. Yeah, and an H. Um, anyway, yeah, so Eric Stoltz, he he did a Teen Wolf movie called uh, Mask. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Rocky Dennis. That's fucked up. 
<laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, no, so Eric Stoltz was hired instead of Michael J. Fox for Back to the Future, and he would be fired from Back to the Future. And this was shortly after Teen Wolf had wrapped, and Michael J. Fox was back on the set of Family Ties, but Meredith Baxter Bernie was back as well from her maternity leave, and Michael J. Fox had a little bit more time, so he went to shoot Back to the Future. Um, Thank God he reshooting did. all those scenes that they had already done with Eric Stoltz, which is insane. Like they did a lot, and they just basically reshot the fucking movie. And uh, yeah, Michael J. Fox was pulling double duty. He would do family ties during the day. And then at night he would shoot back to the future, which is crazy. He uh, worked himself to death. Yeah. So time. Team Wolf probably would have been rushed out as well. Cause like they obviously were just trying to make a fucking movie as quick as they could. Like I said, 21 days, which is so fucking fast. They rushed the script. They rushed everything about this movie. And the only reason why they didn't was because they decided to delay it from its original spring 1985 release uh, because Back to the Future was coming out and they knew that it would probably be a hit. And Atlantic Releasing Corporation wanted to capitalize on Michael J. Fox's newfound stardom because he was already becoming a hit character on TV. Like I said, you know, Family Ties got moved to Behind the Cosby Show, became the number two television show on TV. So, you know, he was gaining some fucking steam and like, Back to the Future, you, you got a Zeme- it's a Zemeckis film that's produced by Spielberg. It's going to be a fucking hit, you know, time traveling <laughs> fucking movie. So, yeah, they popped it behind um, the release date, basically, of Back to the Future. So eventually, Teen Wolf arrived in U.S. cinemas on August the 23rd, 1985, debuting at number two in its opening <laughs> weekend. The number one film that week was Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Michael J. Fogg was <laughs> just on top of the world yeah. and... After its initial run, the film grossed $33 million in the U.S. alone, with a worldwide gross of around $80 million generated from a $1.2 million budget. Do you think it would have been that big without Back to... I guess it would have been, yeah, from Family Ties. Yeah. It's just MGF make that movie. Yeah, Nobody would have gone been, to the theater the other way. It definitely wouldn't have been as big, but... Mm. Iconic. It would have... I think it still would have been, like, kind of a little hit, you know? I don't know if you have this planned, but you can't... I don't think we could talk about Teen Wolf without the most infamous... <laughs> do, you, do you have it or should i uh, say it now let's let's we'll save it for the save it? we'll save it for the very end okay um, okay i'm just making sure no like because it, it happens at the very end of the film it does uh, happen at the yeah very so end. someone someone wins in the end <laughs> <laughs> so the film was met with mixed reviews but who really cares i mean it made more money than it had any right to do and it, <laughs> yeah. it quickly spit out the teen wolf animated series for two seasons on cbs they went to teen yeah, wolf show a, like a little cartoon, oh, a cartoon? Like oh surprisingly, like ten years before they even made a Back to the Future cartoon, which is insane. Yeah, I remember that cartoon. Yeah, so Townsend Coleman, who played Michelangelo in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, voiced. Oh uh, my Scott. god, you're right. And James Hampton <laughs> would reprise his role as Scott Howard's uh, Scott's father, Howard. The werebear. Uh, the werebear. So yeah, or Harold, whatever. Yeah, and they did a weird thing where they added extra characters to it. So there was like he had a grandma and grandfather, and he had a little sister. So it was like, yeah, it's really silly little show. Um, Hanton would also reprise his role in the 1987 sequel, Teen Wolf 2. So like I said already, if you want to hear us talk about this ridiculous movie, head over to patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast, where it's going to be available within this week for our $5 and up backers. 
Uh, and of course, there is the Teen Wolf MTV TV show that lasted for about like six seasons. And fittingly, fittingly they are doing a movie about it's going to be coming out within the next, I don't know, a few months. I don't know if it's coming out the, this year or next year, but yeah. And also Teen Witch. Teen Witch, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should save that for over there on Patreon. Okay. That. Um, but yeah, Phil. <laughs> So, so what happens at the end of this fucking movie? <laughs> I've known about this as long as I've known about this movie. Mm. At the end, at the very end of the movie, yeah. it's like the last shot before the credits start rolling. Like right after MJF and Booth kiss. Yeah, and his dad and comes cuts, down to yeah, give him a hug. Yeah, like cut to a wide shot, and his dad comes down, giving him a wide. Everybody celebrating, and in the bleachers, there's an extra who had whipped their peanut butter. So there is someone is hanging down at the end of Team Wolf. Now I know this is a long-standing rumor, and you can see it now. I feel like it's been edited since. But if someone clearly with a dip open, it looks and then more they like a it. dong to me. Because like I remember, <laughs> so watching it, watching it this time, I remember People have the debated rumor, this for right? years. Yeah. yeah. So it's always the rumor. I feel like it didn't really ever get picked up. It was like it was on VH1 or something, and it, like that's where it mm. first like became like a thing that people start talking about. But I guess people might have been talking about it for a while. But like VH1 kind of made it popular. Then you would hear hear about it, and like I think Family Guy talked about it. There was like a joke about it in there, um, and you it would just keep popping up and stuff. But people have gone to like debunk it and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'll get into that. But like. Yeah, dude, the, the, this time I was watching it and I mentioned it to Julia because I kind of forgot about and you were it like, last Wait time for we it? I was like, man, isn't there like a, someone hanging dong? And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, so, like there's an extra in the background. I think he's like has his dick out or something. I just that for whatever reason just popped in my head. I think I remembered that about this film. So we waited and we saw it. Was, oh, shit, shit. And we like rewound it. And like we were both just like laughing so hard. I was like, this is the greatest movie ever like yeah because there's someone's <laughs> just dick. for that moment but yeah. it, there's it's weird okay so <laughs> there's a uh television version of team wolf mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for whatever reason that shots opened up a bit like i don't know why because it doesn't really make sense to me if a film was shot in like you know 16.9 you know yeah, why would it have more? Uh, yeah, why would it have more? Unless the original shot is cropped to fit. Yeah, maybe so. Like, and maybe they, for pan and scan for TV, they mm. only cut out less. That You know, they opened it up and cut out less on the sides. But you can see that it is actually a woman. Wait. And there was extras. What the fuck? Yeah, there's extras on... The um who who've talked about it over the years who were on the I feel shoot. like I just I feel like I just found out the scent not real. <laughs> so there's there was extras who basically said yeah there were some women who were like opening up their jeans for whatever reason they were opening their like you know unbutton their their trousers and just sitting there I don't know if they were just tight or something and they just opened them up and she must have forgotten that it was there but it clearly looks like there's something there and i think it was just her shirt like she has a jumper coming on, through and there's like a white shirt or something and it's like must have been tucked in and she's like you know zipping up her trousers and it looks like a dick flapping 
you know, sometimes this is like the munchkin hanging in the background of the Wizard of Oz. You know? sometimes, <laughs> it, sometimes it's better to believe the myth. Yeah, I'm sorry, Phil. <laughs> and it, I think it's just funnier it is if an extra funnier. did whip out Edwina. Yeah, yeah. During the end of Teen Wolf. That's yeah. so weird, though. You're right. I've seen, I've seen the pictures of it now. Yeah. And it's just it's slightly wider, and it's clearly a woman. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, but why does she have a pants on them? I don't know. It's really odd. Why did we even watch this movie? <laughs> this movie's ruined now. I'm fucking Googling Teen Wolf penis shot like an idiot over here in your office. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad nobody walked in. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. I've ruined the ending there. But um, I did not win in the end. Yeah, no one won in the end. There. I lost in the end. But I, you know, I learned to be myself. So that's the important. Thing. Yeah, that's all Team Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that's all these people are asking. Yeah, for. I want you to be a bear. Just be that werebear. Just be that werebear. Be a little kid. You could be a werebear. Drink a few of these Bud Zeros. They're gonna like seriously. Dude. That zero point zero is gonna keep adding up. Yeah. Before too long, it's eventually. Gonna be, you have six of these. It's like having you one drink beer. Enough. Yeah, you drink enough, you get fucked up. You get right? fucked that's up. How it works. And then, and then you write the werebear. Imagine you're. Walking through the woods, mm-hmm. middle of the night, like you do, hanging out with your with your buds, you know, your prohibition drink, and you're having a good time. You're partying, yeah. whatever. You got wind in the end, blasting on your um, 80s boombox. Yeah. yeah, on your boombox. Fuck it, you don't give a shit. There's a <laughs> camp. There's a steamy camp over there. It don't matter. There's like a lake over there, and then you hear some rustling in the woods, and then you turn around, and out of nowhere, it's fucking. Got dad, would you? <laughs> that would be fucking in the flannel and jeans. So scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you would be scared. I think you'd give him a hug. You'd be like, "Oh shit, the care bear! <laughs> take care! I found a care bear." You'd yeah. fucking wrangle him and you know take him into town, sell him for money with the leprechaun and the merman and all that other weird fucking Disney monstrosities. <laughs> like fucking decoms. Yeah. All right, closing up here, Phil, on Teen Wolf. Would, like, <sighs> would this have been better if it had more? Because last year we clearly had horror. More boxing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turning it into like a teen sports romp. Is it mm. like, would you would you have preferred it have a little bit more thrills in it besides just like Scott's dad? <laughs> Apart from the webbear. I think it could have benefited from a couple moments. Yeah. Like like the, the Thriller music video. I think that's your tone. Yeah. I think that's what you want to hit. It's like scary, but not like, you know, traumatizing. Yeah. I think it could have done with some scary moments. Yeah. That's the whole, the wolf bit feels undisturbed. My, it feels yeah. like, it's just a superpower. It has, it, just, like, it can be anything. Yeah, it really is nothing. It could, it literally could have been anything because like my favorite movies, I, I've talked about one of them in particular. And I remember there was a listener in the past who maybe went to watch it after and was like, oh, this is great. Or had already seen it and was like, yeah, this film's great. Is, uh, uh, my best friend's a vampire and mm. it's so good. And it's very much like fright night as well. So it's like about a kid who becomes like a teenager who becomes a fucking vampire and he has to deal with these things. Like it's same thing with like the lost boys as well. They like touch on these things about like, Oh man, like I have these urges and stuff of like, I I need to feed. So like in the more teens, silly things like um, my best friend's a vampire. He goes, to like a fucking like a butcher shop and gets like pig's blood or whatever. And he's drinking that. And that's how he feeds himself. Cause otherwise he would need to feed off of like living people. 
you know? And like, that's the only way you can kind of like, and there's no like call that like this film, like being a werewolf isn't a curse in this film. It's just like a gift or like a family, familial trait. It doesn't like, it has no consequences. There's nothing like, <laughs> there's nothing about it. It's just, it's just literally like becoming a man. It's a puberty. It's like, it's nothing. So it's a bit weird. Cause there's no, like, it doesn't matter that it's a were like that he's a werewolf. It's just like, all it is is like, he's using steroids or something. You know, really. Um, my cat, my cat's screaming as well. She's agreeing with me because she wants a little bit more scares. She wants you to play the phone. <laughs> yeah, play my song. Pl- play the phone. Come on. Play the phone. I'll play don't it for it you as we're wrapping up here. Um, well, I mean, that's it for me. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I could have used I have nothing up to play. I, I, th- I think it would have benefited by the like the sort of just bullshit 80 teen comedy that happened to feature a werewolf. That just, no. Again, it was like when we showed on a regional night, and I think I said this already on the podcast, sorry if I'm repeating myself, we're talking about Week in the Bernie, um, and someone behind the kiosk was like, I don't understand the big deal, like that movie sucked, like why do people talk about Week in the Bernie? It's like, why is it a cult thing? It's like, because it's just a movie they would never make anymore. Yeah, it was a thing of and the teen, time. And Teen Wolf is like yeah. that. I mean, I say that, but they did make a sort of, they made a, a edgy team reboot for TV yeah but that was sort of like that Twilight sort of it era, worked it was you know. jumping off that and like there's still life in that idea we've pitched many sequels here <laughs> so I think I think Team Wolf is great I think it's definitely worth watching and it's fun it's nostalgic for me but I think that can be fun to be had yeah and this is, and this is the only Team Wolf thing I'll recommend yeah well <laughs> In closing here, we'll just say, if you want to hear us talk about more Teen Wolf, head over to patreon.com forward slash PCC podcast. That's where you're going to find our Teen Wolf 2 episode. Uh, As always, you can hit us up at the PCC podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us at podcast at princecharlescinema.com. We always like hearing from you listeners, new and old. Uh, Just say hi, say whatever you want to say about the episodes, talk shit to us, whatever. Give your feelings, your feelings about Teen Wolf, whatever you want to do. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll read them out on the podcast for a little bit of user feedback. But yeah, next week, it's oh my, Phil. Oh my. Oh my. It's the grab bag, the random grab bag episode. Um, so at the top of this episode, I did mention I had sort of an idea, and I, I was sort of trying to figure out what I want to do with the two spookies, one spoof triple feature. So obviously, we're talking about Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and Scary Movie. I hadn't quite figured out how I wanted to play this out. Um, because we're going to be there that's Prince Charles Cinema we're going to intro each of these films I almost don't want to watch them before we do the episode I kind of want to watch them live with the audience oh I see what you mean and we'll maybe like prep an episode just sort of getting prepared for what we're about to get into like some you know facts and shit about each of the films um, but more of an old school episode where it's condensed and yeah, we just like sort of prepare ourselves for what we're about to get into for the live, the live uh, show, sort of that, if you will, because we're not, I don't think I'm going to record it. We're just going to be brief intros before each. Um, but I kind of think it would be really funny to kind of go in, watch it with the audience, kind of like I haven't seen these films in a very long time. I just, you know, came up with the idea. I thought it'd be really funny because obviously like Scary Movie is a parody 
of those two films. I feel like it would be kind of a fun. I remember loving, uh, particularly I know what you did last summer. And I just kind of mm. want to like um, see how it is live with the audience and kind of go <sighs> with the audience on a ride. So that might be what we do next week. And also it saves us from having to watch three films <laughs> in one in one week, which is a lot of work. Um, so yeah. Cool. Yeah. That sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm good with that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, what we're doing next week. So uh, get your tickets, PrinceCharlesCinema.com, to see Two Spookies, One Spoof. Uh, head over there. Just search Scary Movie in the search box if, if you don't know how to use our calendar. <laughs> it's on Friday the 28th of October, 6.15. Those three films will be there to do an intro for each of them. It should be a fun time. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, next week the episode will come out just a couple of days before that about these three films and uh yeah phil um keep like just don't yeah, keep open on don't don't like you know do any weird sexual stuff i don't know <laughs> don't tell me what to do <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is presented by the breadcrumbs collective home of the pod charles cinecast caged in Copa connections a drip town limery main franchised and many more to come Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family. Thank you.